This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. And hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to uh, be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. Uh, most of the time, it's about people's secret lives, their naughty lives, the things that they do, sort of that nobody knows about. Uh, you can remain totally anonymous on my show, or you could be yourself. It's up to you, really. Um, I also just like giving advice, right? This is a call and advice show. So if you have a regular problem and your friends don't help you anymore, they don't want to listen to you and they're sick of hearing it. <laughs> call in. I love giving advice. I love picking apart problems and analyzing and helping people, really. That's why I started to do my show. So send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on my show. You could also go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the link, be on my show, and you could be on my show. You could buy my book. I wrote a book. It's like a graphic novel. I drew it. It's kind of funny, and you, you could click on buy my book, and you could buy that book on my website as well. Uh, today I have on a girl who was like recommended through somebody who listens to my show and somehow she found me. We talk about that whole sort of situation of how she came to be on my show to begin with. Um, and her name is Soraya Dulbaz. Now, people who are Persian might know what Dulbaz means. I didn't know. She explains it to me on this podcast. <laughs> so some people might already get an idea of like what her made up name is all about. I didn't, I didn't know. It is a made-up name. But if you go to her website, which is Dicture.com, D-I-C-T-U-R-E.com, and that is like, that's like, I guess, a play on words. It's, I'm assuming she made that word up. It's like a dick pics, right? Dictures, like not a picture, a, a dicture, like a picture of a dick. Because <laughs> that's what her whole life is about, right? This is a girl that had like this sort of idea that came about because she was getting a lot of dick pics when she was sort of hanging out dating um, and our online dating. And she would get all these dick pics and her and her friends would sort of like rap about it. And then she came up with this idea of like taking dick pics to another level and sort of, you know, creating sort of her idea of what a dick pic should be all about. And that's what she did. And I, she didn't just take pictures of dicks. I mean, that is fascinating if we, we just talked about how she got those pictures of dicks, how she, who did them, 
how they kept them hard, what she dressed them up in. Um, but she took that even further. I mean, she was in Art Basel. She had exhibits there. She's been in, she's done a lot of press. She's, uh, her thing went super viral. Uh, and she talks all about that. So uh, her name is Zoraya, uh, right? Soraya. <laughs> Zoraya. <laughs> Soraya Dulabes. I'm so bad with names. Um, her website is Dixure.com. I suggest you go on and look at the stuff uh, while we're talking because it's interesting to sort of see what she's talking about as well. Uh, I'll be right back on with Soraya. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous um hey soraya soraya uh, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I found you in like the weirdest way. Like I have this listener who always like emails me and he's always like sort of sending me his two cents like, oh, you should have this person on or you should have that person on. And I never on my show, my listeners know, I never really reach out to anybody for them to be on my show unless they posted ads on Craigslist because <laughs> that was like yeah. where I would find my people. Um, and sometimes I have people on that are like artists or do certain things because they're my friends, right? I live in the city and there's people I know. But what, you know, some this guy had sort of reached out to you and said, do you want to be on my show or something like that, right? And then you emailed me and then I like checked out your website. And I typically like to get on a call, like honestly with somebody without really knowing anything about them because like my natural curiosity then just like leads me to like a million questions right so what I yeah so he sent me like this your website right because you did this thing about dick pics and I always talk about dick pics on my show I have talked about them right because like as women right we never really understand why the fuck I send them right because I mean most women don't really like them right I mean for me dick pics were always like really interesting because I'm like a detective. I'd be looking in the background and it would give me clues and I would always be like, where is he? And what is he doing? And why is that window there? And is he lying? And is he at a hotel? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like that would what be... What time of the day is it? Why is he dick hard in the middle of the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's that rash? Like, sometimes, like, is that lipstick or a rash? I swear to God. Like, I mean, that's what I would use. I just feel like guys in their state of horniness, like, give out so many clues. They're so sloppy because they don't know what they're doing in that moment right I so love take, that yeah they take pictures and I'm always like look in the background you can find out a lot of shit right because they're not thinking I love properly. that you're a dick pic detective that <laughs> should be a character <laughs> the dick pic detective and that's what you did with dick pics right like you sort of took I mean you're an artist right and this was like something that you did as like you know I, I don't know how it came to fruition and what your thought process was but that's what I want to talk about right but basically what you do and people could check it out is you took dick pics right you did a whole thing on dick pics but they were your own dick pics and they were like basically dick yeah, dressed up as characters right or something like that right yeah so let's go back to the beginning of how all this even came about yeah. um I got my first few dick pics in a matter of two weeks because I was online dating I was single you know and I got a lot of dick pics and I thought oh my god what is happening am I being <laughs> a certain way on dates where is this coming from and so I 
enrolled a few of my girlfriends in this conversation and found out that they too have been getting dick pics. And then I called up a couple of my gay friends. They were getting dick pics. And soon, Monday nights, we were getting together with a magnum of red wine showing each other the previous dick pics we got. But let me ask you this. The guys that you were dating, like you were like meeting them online. So were they sending you dick pics before you even met them? Or was it like a thing? Some before and Mm -hmm. some right after. Like, I had such a good time with you. I can't wait to see you again. Here's a dick pic. (laughs) So, right? And like, that's really going to make you want to see them again. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, right? I don't know. I have no idea. It really shocked me. And I was like, why are men doing this? And Mm -hmm. people were like, this is what happens now. Since guys have smartphones, they take pictures of their dicks and they send it to anybody and everybody on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so I started Googling dick pics and I realized that it was like a, there was a dick pic epidemic. Like this was not only happening in the U.S. and Canada, but it was happening all (laughs) over the world. And this is what men do. Mm-hmm. before after dates when you're dating like some people keep long distance relationships alive this way and then there's dick video and slow-mo and like there's a lot of genital photography going on mm-hmm. and when i saw a gay guy's dick pic i was so inspired by the quality of the lighting and the camera angle and i thought wow what if dick pics were staged and I took them and we kind of poked fun at this whole thing and made a professional photo shoot where a dick got to be the model mm-hmm. and wait so the dick and pics that you felt like because you were getting together with your friends right and your gay friends had like these dick pics and you found that their dick pics were like better better shot better angle yeah. better lighting <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot more thoughtful. And in my further investigation, I found the reason being is because they use those dick pics in their grinder um, uh, profiles. And so you better make it a really good one. Right. So it's basically like they're, if they were an actor, it's like their headshot. I mean, they're taking like these. Yeah. Right. It's like their profile pic on their grinders. Yeah, and the thing is, gay guys want to receive and send dick pics a lot more than I think straight couples because... In the gay world, you want to know where you stand. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the straight world, you're like, buy me dinner first and like be romantic before you show me your dick. Because it really doesn't matter too much what it looks like. I just need all this stuff to happen before you show it to me. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But yet the guys, um, I mean, I just find it, I don't know that like, I mean, I had one guy in my life that was like a hardcore dick pic guy and it was like shocking me because he was my friend before we sort of hooked up and then, you know, I didn't even know all the times that we were like at a dinner and all when we were friends and he was doing all this texting, I thought it was always for work, but apparently like this was, he was just like sexting because he just like does this like 24 oh seven, do you know what I mean? Like one of those. And I mean, he's like the only one that I came across that is so like into like the dick pics and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of guy friends and I would ask them, like, is this what you do? And they would say no. But you're saying you and all your girlfriends, because you were out there dating a lot and stuff, were getting this yeah. all the time. So maybe my other guy friends are lying. Maybe they do it too. They might be lying. Or some guys are conservative and they don't want to show their dick to everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't just but, get it, right? I think that's what my guy friends that don't do it are like, yeah, I, I just did. I don't get that whole thing. You know what I mean? Also, it depends on the age too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah, it is a, th- a big thing. Huge. I mean, if you if you're if you've been single at all in the last five years, you either sent or received a dick pic. <laughs> I right, feel like exactly. that's a very safe general statement. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So go on. So then, so that's, so you got the idea from like sort of looking at the ones that your gay friend showed you that were so good and you're yeah. like, I'm just going to turn this into like, make it even funnier than it really kind of is. <laughs> yeah. So great dick pics inspired me. And so I was walking through a Walmart and I saw like the doll clothes section. It was like the Barbie section mm-hmm. and it just all clicked for me. Like what if there was costumes on dicks and dicks got to really live out a man's alter ego like maybe you're in construction and your dick's an astronaut or maybe you always thought your dick would be really cool dressed up as hitler or a cop and Mm so i just started collecting costumes and sharing my idea with people and slowly my girlfriends came forward with their husbands and boyfriends being like i'm dating this guy joe and i told him about your dicture idea and he wants to do it wait what was that word that you use because that's a good word that's like i mean isn't that what your website is that's the was like the dicture dicture d-i-c-t-u-r-e right yeah Mm -hmm. so you were these were the dictures that you were gonna take quote unquote (laughs) yeah and so my first model was my roommate's boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and we got together and she fluffed and put the clothes on and I took the photos and I realized this is the safest formula for me is to work with couples so that the partner could make sure the dick stays hard and put the clothes on while I stand on a chair and take the photos. And right. And so were you in there while they're doing the, are you in the room while they're doing the fluffing? Is there laughing going on? Like, I mean, how does this, how do these guys do it? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's always a little awkward at the beginning of a shoot. Mm-hmm. And I always open every photo shoot with, it's not going to suck itself. And right. so you got to suck that dick in front of me. Because we have very few seconds of boner quality before the model says, Oh, I wasn't even, wait a second. The jacket off. I was just thinking like, they're just like jerking them off. But like you, you would have them like blow them right in front of you while you're looking. You're ready yeah. with your camera. Right. I mean, what what better way than to get right to the point? Yeah. I mean, I have everything sort of set up and, you know, the guy's holding a Bristol board and the fluffer would, you know, sometimes like at the beginning of the shoot, a little hand job helps. Mm -hmm. but. Once you're like an hour and a half into a shoot, you're going to have to test that dick. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's how long it would take for these photo shoots? Oh, I've had photo shoots that were like four hours long. Wow, just to get the right actual angle and the the thing to stay on and them to stay hard and all that stuff? Yeah, and then, you know, in between costume changes and laughing and, Mm -hmm. you know, time passes by. So, and depending on how many costumes they want to do and, like, the stamina of the fluffer, to be honest with you, the fluffer is the real hero in all this because... Anybody can be a dick model, but like, how are you going to keep that dick hard? Right. And I think guys are just wired to be just so horny that probably like maybe the idea that you're like standing there watching is maybe turning them on. And the fact that they're just getting blown sure. is enough for most guys. You know what I mean? I think it's different for women, like, but it's pretty easy to fluff when, a guy. <laughs> and and when was the last time your dick got to be a star? You know, mm-hmm. all the focus is on your dick and like... You know, sometimes I have photo shoots where there's like a videographer and my production assistant there. And, you know, there's three, four, five women around and this guy's wife, like, is giving him a hand job in front of all of us. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a little bit of an exhibitionism going on, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I, after doing a few trade shows, I realized 
I'm kind of shooting porn. Like it's still yeah. porn and it's artistic, but I'm still shooting porn. Yeah, right. Because you have all like it's all happening even when I mean, besides the picture and what you actually get, what's going on behind the scenes is porn. And were you actually yeah. taking video of all the stuff that was going on as well? No. So I had um I've had videos made of my shoot, but it was just sort of like interviews with the model and the fluffer and kind of like just some action shots of what we're doing, but no actual video close-ups of like dick sucking or anything like that. How many guys did you get and couples or friends of yours? I mean, did, were, did you keep it to just friends? Like, did you get enough dicks from just the people that you knew or did you have to put ads out there and go looking for people? So I have mostly shot friends of friends because I wanted a point of reference and make sure that I know people. I don't want yeah. to them to a shoot, not knowing anybody at all. Mm-hmm. So it has sort of been friends of friends and people that actually it's mostly been women that want to celebrate their husband for their anniversary or birthday, or they're getting married or whatever it might be like to honor his dick with a photo shoot. <laughs> and then I, I did this Trump and Putin photo shoot where I wanted two dicks touching. Mm-hmm. And so it was really tough to come across, come across to gay guys who aren't conservative and who would fluff each other in front of me. So that uh, time I put an ad out on Craigslist and I got three guys and that was probably one of the funniest shoots I've ever had. So you got three guys. One was like the fluffer yeah. and two were like, or did they take turns? Did they swap out? Were they well, all like fluffing each other? Yeah. So it was this couple in Washington Heights mm-hmm. and... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. I like took the took the train up there with my photo stuff. It was crazy. Wait, like, let I me just get them. start from the beginning though of that little story. Like, what did you? What would? What did your ad say? My ad said, um, "I'm a New York based photographer and I take photos of penises. I'm looking for two guys who are willing to fluff each other and have their dicks touch for a photo shoot. Please check out my website for further information." Okay, cool. So and you so, get a couple that out in so this wherever. guy reaches out to me mm-hmm. and he's like, "You know, I do comedy and acting, and I love your work. And me and my boyfriend would love to be a part of it." And I was like, "I I would love to work with you. Can you send me a photo of you and your boyfriend?" Mm-hmm. The boyfriend turns out to be black. I'm doing a Trump and Putin shoot. <laughs> so you, you got to find a white friend. <laughs> Duh, right. And so I was like, I still want to shoot you, both of you, but can you bring a white friend? And like, does your relationship allow that? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, totally does. Let me look around. And so he found a white friend and I went up there. And these three guys just fluffed each other, and I had three different models, and we had a hilarious shoot. Yeah, that was great. And and you used yeah. black guy, I'm assuming, for like somebody something else, right? You used him as well. Oh my god! So I did this. Uh, I did MC Hardhammer with like a gold, you know, <laughs> puffy jacket yeah, yeah, and yeah. like glasses. On him, um, I didn't. I did another shoot. I haven't released this photo just because I'm a little bit concerned about the backlash like I want to use my art to raise money and awareness for various causes 
So I did this lipstick photo, which is San Francisco Helmet decided. Mm-hmm. And I call that dick Colin Cabardick. And I wanted to make greeting cards. And the reason it's a limp dick, because he's kneeling, like he won't stand. Yeah. I thought it was funny and all that. And I wanted to create merchandise and basically give all the money to his charity because NFL didn't renew his contract. And he was an amazing football player, which is, you know, quite controversial. But right. He lost he lost his job and this for kneeling he didn't get to work again. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want to donate to his cause. I I think Black Lives Matter is a very important cause. Mm-hmm. What I'm afraid of is people coming back and saying, first of all, you're not black, so why are you fighting this? It's none of your goddamn business. And two, that I'm being insensitive towards the cause. Oh yeah, but I, I but you shouldn't care. That. Like it's like now's the time. I mean, you should jump on that. Yeah, I mean, because like it don't I know. even I just I think I just need to talk to more people who are involved in the cause. And if you have any listeners who are involved in the cause and would like to email me, um, right, that could Soraya at dictionary.com and let me know what you think. And should I move forward? Is it too risky? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, money's money and we'll get PR from this. But I'm, I'm hesitant. I mean, how is it too risky? And it, like, like to me, if you want to help that charity and if you want to help him and you feel for him, it's like you got to have as much balls as he did. I mean, what he did was super risky, but he still did it, right? I mean, and it, it, at, you're yeah. never going to do, you're never going to sort of go up against something like that and not have backlash. I mean, that's just that if the cause didn't, if it, it wouldn't be a cause if there was going to be no backlash. Do you know what I mean? It's right. never like a safe thing to do. So it's like those kinds of things like you either do it and deal with the bad stuff that comes along because you know that you're creating change and you're doing good things or you just don't do it at all but you know I would say do it I just don't want to piss anybody off and like think like I mean I kind of have created a bit of a lane for myself where I could do stuff like this because I did dictators of history Mm -hmm. and like I did you know like Fidel Castro and like all these other people but, you know, I was writing the pun of dictators and these, these dic- dictators are dead. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe that, but, listen, it depends on who you are and what your voice is about, right? If you're just not somebody that sort of puts your out, yourself out there to like sort of be in people's faces or, you know, whatever the, the term would yeah. be. Sometimes I'm bad with grammar. <laughs> you know, maybe don't do it. Advice. I think like, like it's a type I, of thing where you if if I think you have your answer you don't feel comfortable doing it so maybe you shouldn't I just you know it's kind of like yeah if you you have to have that in you do you know what I mean because it does take balls to do stuff like that and it takes a certain kind of person that's going to be okay with getting people pissed off and maybe that's just not you I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that I do I mean I got balls I took pictures of dicks and mm-hmm. I made a living out of it Right, but it's not sort of, but that's not going, no one's going to be mad at you for that, right? I mean, like nobody could sort of come, no one could get angry about that. That's like sort of out of the box, right? And not so PG rated. How many people I pissed off? Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. You know who hates me is the religious community. Oh, well, Anybody who's religious in any sort. Well, listen, if you have, if you told them that you had sex before you were married, those probably those same people would not like you or you had a friend that had an abortion. I mean, like those people are nuts. Anyone could piss those people off. So those people don't count. Who else did you piss off besides those people? I I pissed off um, like 
the Middle Eastern sort of Muslim community with my Saddam Hussein character because mm-hmm. the flag behind him says Allahu Akbar and that means in the name of God. And so they were like, why do you have a dick in front of the name of God? You're offending, you know, two billion people. Right. And I just kept getting hate mail after hate mail after hate mail. So and there you go. But it was like, okay, right? I mean, you made it through that. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, yeah, I made it through that. Yeah, I guess I could. I think you should. I, I mean, I mean, I rarely I give my help, opinion. I rarely give my two cents on anything that's going on out in the real world. Like, you know, but I will on this. And like, I just thought it was like insane how people reacted to that guy kneeling. I thought it was amazing what he was doing. And it was a yeah. good thing. And I totally am aboard on that movement. I don't, you know, I like I said, I don't normally speak out on it. But like, if I were you, and I had that sort of platform and that voice, like, you just put it out there. Because what you don't understand a lot of times is like, yeah, you'll get hate mail and people will maybe it say it is big enough that something happens, you should be lucky, right? Because that means like, as many people are hating you, you reached out and other people are liking it and so you can get some buzz and have some good things come out of it but and then eventually people there'll be another thing that happen and people will just forget about it like it's not like it's forever do you know what I mean like this is like yeah yeah they'll come yeah. after you and they'll hate you and people will be mad at you and then they'll something else will happen and I mean that's just the time that we live in like D- Donald Trump will tweet something crazy and everyone will be talking about that and they won't give a shit about you anymore you know that's just the way that it goes True. nobody gets stuck on one thing you know so big deal you know, true, and I think I, I I really think people will buy these limpstick greeting cards and maybe pillows, and I could give all the money to this guy. Yeah, there you go. You're doing it for a good cause. So, like, I just don't think that there's a way to do it without pissing off people. But I think you're helping more people than you are pissing people off. So, and the people that you piss off are like, what kind of people, you know? And and, and so I, I wouldn't be concerned. So I say do it. If anybody's listening to my podcast, like she said, reach out to her. That could actually help her, like with a little bit more. Like maybe they're a part of a movement or you know whatever that they could help you. But I say do it. But let's get back to your story. So now like, you're fluffing right, with these guys, right? Like, and you. And, you know, so mostly you kept it within people that you know, and the one time you went out on Craigslist and did it, right? And um, yeah. and then how did you get your stuff out there? Like, and then now you have all these pictures, right? And like, were you like an, a, an artist known for, or a photographer known for other things before this? Like, was no, this the first big project even, you did? No, not even a little bit. I'm not even like a properly trained photographer. I just bought a really good camera and I had a perspective and an idea. Oh, so you're not even really an art. Like, so what do you do for a living? Do you do something completely sort of totally different than this? Or is this like what you like? Are you an artist in other ways or what's your deal? I've always been artistic and I always did paintings and sculptures and things like that. Um, But my career was in advertising for 10 years. Right. Okay. And, um, after that, I got married and I did this art thing full time. And now I, you know, Ditcher is a corporation and I have a merchandise line and I do trade shows and my husband's the CFO of the company and like this is what I do all the time. Oh, so right. Because you said the word trade show before and I was like wondering, what did you do at the trade show? Like, I'm glad you reminded me because I wanted to know like what, yeah. what goes down at a trade show when you go there? So it's like adult novelty trade shows mm-hmm. and it's where... Uh, you know, P 
people that have sex shops and online stores or gag shops and things like that, that's where they go and buy merchandise to fill their stores. Right, right. And you have all this merch from your stuff. So you took yeah. these pictures and you made them into like, I mean, you were an art basil, right? Like you showed your stuff there, right? That's true, right? Yeah, I, I actually sold a few mosaic prints there. How so much my, were they, did they go for? They go for 10 grand a pop. And you sold a, a couple? I sold a couple. I mean, to date, I probably sold eight or nine. That's amazing. So wait, yeah, but let's keep walking through because like, how does it get to be like just these pictures that you're taking and you don't even know what you're doing with the camera, right? And now you have all these pictures and all this content, right? How does it go from there to being worth 10 grand a piece, right? Like how did you okay. get all your stuff out there? So I took all the pictures and then I started giving the pictures dick names. Mm-hmm. And I had an exhibit in Toronto where I'm from and I raised money for testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to New York, I threw a couple parties and then I got a real exhibit in a gallery in Lower East Side where like all my big dick pics were there. And at this time I exhibited the dictators mm-hmm. and that got picked up. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. I reached out to this guy who made the documentary, which is a docu- <laughs> documentary about yeah. the dick. Yeah. And he happened to live in the Lower East Side. We met up for coffee. I loved him. He loved me. And he was like, I want to make a video of you doing your work and interview you on why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And so he made a video. The video got picked up by New York Post. And they ran, they ran the article and the video in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. Just following my exhibit. And right. That's great. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing went viral, like internationally viral. Like I was, I was so popular in Japan and Korea for, you know, weeks at a time. Uh huh. And it was really interesting and it just kept getting more and more press and people kept reaching out and like, why and how? So I, I explained it all. And then as time went on, people were like, do you make any merchandise? I would love to buy your art but like I can't afford a big print do you do cups do you do napkins and so I just started creating merchandise based on people's demand uh-huh. and then this guy reached out to me out of Brussels and said I fell in love with your art and I want to represent you I'm going to be at Basel you know can you do some prints for me I want you to make them big though right and so in brainstorming back and forth we realized what would be really great is if the dick pics were hidden inside something because not very many people are going to buy, you know, a 30 by 30 dick pic and put it in their living room. But mm-hmm, if right. I created mosaic art, that could be really great. Ah. And so I've always felt like there's been so much female objectification and sexuality in art and media throughout history. And there's not a lot of like male stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, there was all those, you know, Statue of David and Roman times and the Greeks, like those guys had their dick and balls out like it was for sale. But then religion came along and they covered it with a fig leaf. So what happened then? Where's the male nudity, like full frontal bodies, like there's totally. no parts mm-hmm. of the female gaze. And so I created these photo mosaics with a bigger picture is a famous woman like Modigliani's reclining nude or Picasso's dream where he painted this, portrait of his mistress and like half her face is a dick and so I took these iconic pictures and I recreated them with my dick pics essentially when you're like a foot 
away from this print, you could see all the dick pics. But when you stand back, it's a sexy woman. So oh. I wanted to have that conversation and that relationship between female and male sexuality throughout history and modern times. Mm-hmm. And, and this so, guy, I'm assuming, because this was something different than what he had seen, right? But I'm assuming when he heard that idea, he was like, oh, that's great. Like, do that and bring yeah. and meet me down at Art Basel with that. That's, that yeah, we he could was sell like, that. Miami's going to love this. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to be into this. And art collectors like conversation pieces. So if yeah. the piece is hanging in their living room, they want to talk about why and how they got that and who the artist is. And so... I took a chance with this guy and he took a chance on me and we put one of the prints up and the very first day Artnet wrote an article about me and a gallery owner came and bought the first piece. Wow. And that was, and you were selling them for 10 grand. 10 grand. And Mm -hmm. that was like, that's when it started. And I became a real artist accepted in the real art world. Yeah, that's amazing. I, you know, I, I typically, I always, a hundred percent of the time, like to get on the phone with somebody without really knowing much about them. So even though I had your website, I just looked at some of the pictures and didn't really look that much. I just saw a couple things because, like, then it's like I'm not like I can't like act if I know something. Then I can't ask questions and pr- I can't be prompted yeah. like that. You know, so so just my natural curiosity sort of tends to do that. So like, I'm on your website now, and I'll give your website out, website out in the intro of this podcast so that people can do what I'm doing. Is like while you're talking, go and look to see what you're talking about right because it's like super amazing like I never saw these photo mosaics at all that you sold like you know I just sort of because I didn't look around that much because I wanted to just sort of get on cold but yeah they're they're super cool so this is the stuff that you sell for 10 grand and they were really big pieces they're really big pieces yeah Mm -hmm. so like 40 by 60 inches you know Mm -hmm. 35 by 35 like I I print them big right okay cool so a, a guy buys one immediately and uh, and so from there, what happens from there? So from there, I started to do more art fairs, and I got to meet other gallery owners. Mm-hmm. And I exhibited in Nantucket two summers in a row. I exhibited in the Hamptons last summer. I exhibited in Chelsea the year before. And so all these exhibitions came about from like referral of people reading about me or seeing my work. And then I had my baby, and I was home with her for about 14 months. And then during that time, I started to source manufacturers and sort of build the backbone of Dixture, the corporation, and the merchandise line. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this year, I started doing trade shows and meeting, you know, other wholesalers and other retailers and really making this a proper business. Yeah, I mean, listen, you've sold like nine of those, right? So right there, you got like eight or nine, right? So it's like 90,000. Yeah. I'm trying to do the comp. Like, what uh, What would you say is how much have you made on this whole dick pic idea? Because basically, this was just like some idea that came into your head. Because I just feel like you're someone you could, like, people should listen to, not just for what you did, but it's like for anybody that has an idea, right? Like, if you really follow through with it if you right, and yeah. because it's hard the hard part is because I think a lot of people come up with some really great ideas right but it's like the follow through and the actual doing it you know what I mean and continuing to do it that it could really turn into something and it turned into a business for you without you even really realizing it right like if someone would have told you that this is what you were going to do a year before that wouldn't you have been like you have no idea right no 
if you told me this is what I would be doing with my life five <laughs> years ago, I would have told you you're absolutely nuts. Right, like and you said, I'm you became like a ad industry. You became like a full fledged artist that's getting paid. Like I have artist friends that d- don't make this kind of money. You know what I mean? It's what they've been doing all their life. It's like you know what it is. People stop and they give up when they hit the first wall, mm-hmm. or if they hear too many no's in a row. Exactly, and. Yeah. I just never gave up. I always believed in this and I knew it was going to get somewhere because so many people loved it and it made so many people happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, that's an important thing for people to learn besides the thing, but we'll get back to your dick pic um, with your dictures, your dick pics. What you, you're saying something about your last name, right? Like, I mean, Soraya, Soraya, and then your yeah. last name is Dulbaz. And doesn't that stand for something too? Like everything has these hidden meetings and uh, dicks just yeah. became like your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> right it the whole thing kind of started as a bit of a joke and yeah. then it kind of got legs as it went on so mm-hmm. i wanted to have a pseudo name to protect my identity in case i ever do anything else with my life other than dick pics right uh-huh so i chose the name soraya because it's a very persian name and i wanted people to know i was persian right and the last name dulbaz basically means dick like plays with dick or dick player. So right. dual means dick, boz means player. And dual is like a cute way of saying dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to give, you know, people that speak Farsi an added layer of comedy that like, this is my name. And to everybody else that don't know, they're just like, oh, she's a Middle Eastern woman doing this thing. Totally, totally. But I would have never the known. Other, mm-hmm. The other aspect of it is, the real comedy that gives me like bottom of my heart laughter is all the Persian people and people that speak Farsi who are ashamed and embarrassed by what I'm doing. It's a nice fuck you. This is what I'm fucking doing. (laughs) Right. And that, and those are people because of what you did with your name and that you put like, Oh, I'm you put the fact that you're Persian out there like hardcore and you're doing something that's so sort of like, I don't know. What would people say? R-rated. Right. It's, It's, stereotype shattering and you know the persian community the iranian community people are really conservative like sex is not something you talk about there's a lot of shame around it Mm -hmm. and so uh, a lot of people that are sort of not as open-minded would look at this and say this is embarrassing and disgraceful to the community well what about your family my family's super proud of me. Right. And my so, husband's family is super proud too. And he's Persian too. He's Israeli. Okay. And they, so it's not like you're doing this on the down low at all. I mean, it, most people know that you're doing it. Your family knows, his family yeah. knows, and everyone's cool with it and proud of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what I do. Mm hmm. No, and I'm, everybody knows this is the business and this is my art. My mom was a little freaked out at the beginning. She was like, I can't believe you're doing this. This is disgusting. I don't want to see the photos. <laughs> and then when she saw that, you know, that I had an exhibit and I started to get press, she's like, wow, honey, this is like feminist movement, no? And I was like, thanks, mom. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it. they're not like sexual in nature, right? Like, I mean, I don't feel like it's it's not dirty, right? It's like, it's art. it is art, right? It's not like, uh, like maybe when you're shooting it, there's some porn in the background, right, going on because of the fluffing. And that's a whole other thing. And that's really interesting too, right? Um, yeah. But, but does it make you happy and horny at the same time to look at a jacket? To, to look at a look at a dick in a jacket. That's what a lot of women have told me. They were like, "It makes me, it makes me laugh," but it kind of turns me on a little bit too. Really? 
But, you know, I've found a way to desexualize the boner. Right. Yeah. No, that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, I, I would wonder yeah. like, like my friend who's like the hardcore dick pic guy, like I, he would probably be horrified by these pictures because he doesn't see, like he doesn't see any humor. Like he thinks when he's setting it, it's like, you know, the dog bringing like the dead or the cat bringing like the dead mouse to the door. Like that's how I always felt like his dick pics are. It was like here, I'm here oh and I, I have something for you. That's amazing. It just, I just saw it as like that kind of an exchange. Did, did he ever <laughs> do limp dick pics? Limp ones? No. Did he ever send me? I think no. That's the gro- yeah, but I think this that's is- the grossest when yeah. guys send you a limp dick pic. Like, come but on. who would send that? Because I think isn't the Some point always do. to show how big it is? Like, seriously, you got limp ones? I've I've gotten limp dick pics before, for sure. Did they know that it was lit? Like, or maybe that's what they, they thought that, like, they thought it was hard. Because that's very bizarre. Or maybe they weren't, like, growers. And so they, that was, like, as big as it got. I don't know. Because yeah. I felt like my guy that sent them, because he said just so many, like, hundreds of all different angles. And then he'd send me ones. I'd be like, I saw that one, like, two years ago. Like, I mean, you're just, like, obviously recycling the good ones. Because, like. Oh, my they God. Were... That's the worst when you get the same dick pic twice. Yeah. You're like, I know that one. But <laughs> don't you notice that they're taking it at angles at all? I mean, I don't know. At least my room is taking it at angles at all times that would make it look very big do you understand and i'd be like and what like i the would, reverse camera yeah yeah like underneath into the side and because i never wanted to play that game with him because i had cut him off like when as far as scx was concerned so he would just keep coming after me and i would just be like oh this one's really good like the angle is great like you should always take this angle it looks very big like that would be the way i would sort of blow off this you're like of, critiquing the yeah thing. totally that's what i would say <laughs> or i'd be like where are you are you on a private plane right now like what is that picture why is it why is that you know window up so high like what are you doing like that would be my way of like sort of not going to the place that he wanted me to go to yeah you know I was more curious about it but I always found that he was always sort of sending it to show me how big it was like you know that I'm surprised at some guys but I guess maybe every guy has like a different reason for doing it right I don't know because it's bizarre to me that someone's in a flaccid one it's a modern day flasher right Mm mm-hmm Right, that's like, all it is. They just want an instant reaction from you, however it might be. I actually learned recently that, um, you know, between in the sex community and BDSM community, and you know, DOMs and subs, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that get off on you shaming them for their dick. Oh, yeah. I had one guy that I was trying to get on my show that had a really small one and was very interested in that. That was like his whole thing. That was his turn. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get him on. But I was like, oh, that's an interesting topic, right? I'm sure that exists. There's a lot of people out there. I've never talked to somebody like that, but I would love to because that does go on, right? That is a thing. You you know what else you should go to? That You live in New York. Mm-hmm. Um there is a small penis contest in Brooklyn <laughs> every year, and you are I went kidding. Year, and I'm—it's like a pageant. It's a small penis pageant, and guys and come out like it's a real thing that really have like it's guys a real thing, and they show their dicks, and they you know have costumes on, and some of them sing, and some of them do comedy. It's a full-on pageant. Look, look this up. Oh my God, do they do this all over the country or is it only in New York? Do you know? It might be a Brooklyn thing. Oh my God, that is hilarious. Is it gay guys? Is it straight guys? Like who does this? All kinds. 
all kinds, young, old, you know, you name it. Oh my God. Or maybe it's just everything. like only in New York, you know, like that's just the shit like only in New York. I think there's a lot of weird shit that goes on here and yeah. that happens to be one of them. Wow. I've never heard so of that. Good. And like, and guys are so proud and the crowd is so supportive and you know, it's just a really fun time and really fun way to celebrate guys with small dicks. I guess, but I had a friend who would always say he was really small and he would say it was like a micro wheat and I was just like, I would Google that because I was like, I've never heard of it. Like my friend who has sex with him said like, yeah, it was like the size of my pinky, like the top of her pinky. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But like, there is a real thing. They're called like micro, right? Have you seen? Are they in that pageant or are these guys like normal small? Are they like micro small um, or normal small? I think one of them was micro. Like one of them had this like... It's also not even just thinness, but just like it looked like a big round button. Like it didn't actually hang. Oh, yeah. The, I, I, I know one of those. Yeah. I had someone on my show that was and he was like a, a weirdo flasher guy. Like, you know, and it was like I would be like, it's so weird that you were given like this dirty, crazy mind. And yet the smallest dick I've ever seen. It was like the tiniest little. I mean, when it was hard, it was like maybe an inch. It was like a little knob. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. And so men have so many complexes with their dicks as it is. And I feel like I wanted to, my goal was to offer penis acceptance and just, you know, all around for men and women. I want to shoot more uncircumcised penises. I want to shoot some trans dicks. I want to shoot curved penises just to show a variety. So people see a lot more than just the nine inch perfect dick that you see on porn. Right. Mm-hmm. So all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. All different shapes and sizes and have and, you know, do it in an artistic way so that people can see, oh, my God, that one kind of looks like mine and I'm OK with it. Look, there's someone else out there. <laughs> but do you really think that that's what people would get from these things? Because it's not, it's hard on some of them to tell like how big or how small, like, you know, because they're so covered, no, covered up. They yeah, all look I mean, kind of nice. Of that's small, but some of them are really small. Like look at Saddam Hussein. He's pretty small. And Frank Salami. <laughs> oh the guy God, look the at these guys. Robe. I'm on your website. Yeah. Uh-huh. The guy with the silk robe. Um, he's not circumcised and he was super small. Yeah, it really depends. This it's so funny because you look at these pictures and you're like, oh yeah, that's my friend so and so's husband, and that's George, and that's yeah. Tommy. Like you, you know the real deal. You know, you know the face attached to this, to this person, yeah. right? And I will never ever expose who the models are. Right. Yeah. No. Of course not. Of course not. And so you're continuing to do this. Like you continue to take pictures still. Yeah, I've got a ton of costumes. I could always buy more. And I actually have now uh, like hundreds and hundreds of model requests that I created a separate folder for in my email box Uh just so I can keep track of all the models that are interested. And the guys that send me dick pics, I'm not interested, but the women that reach out to me and the couples that reach out to me wanting to do a meaningful photo shoot, those are the people that I call. Oh, right. Because that's always your thing, right? You've always kept it. Now, have you started going out to the people that have emailed you, the people that you don't know? Or is it is is, like, are they just in a file someplace? So now you're starting to take pictures of people outside of like your friends and the couples that you know? Yeah. And I like go through a little bit of an interview process. Like, what do you hope to get out of it? Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been intimate with your partner in front of somebody else? You know, 
Do you have trouble getting boners, maintaining boners? And what are the answers to those questions? What do they say? I just wanted to do something fun. Mm -hmm. I have been intimate. You know, there's a lot of open relationship couples that come forward. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's been a lot of models like that. Um, I wanted to do something fun. This is something memorable. I would love to have a calendar with just my dick or do a mug set. Right, right, right. You do it for all kinds of reasons. And you know what? I'm the only one doing this. So if you want to get your penis photo taken professionally, you got to come to me. Right. And now do you pay or, them or what's in it for them? Do they get the picture? Do they get like a mug with their picture on it? Like what is it? Yeah, what do they get so, out of it? So if I'm shooting for a specific, for example, when I was doing my dictators, mm-hmm. I... I needed specific looks to be done, and I need I had a time frame for the shoot, mm-hmm. and so I I paid some of those models. Some of them just got merchandise, um, but people pay me. Really, like for for a custom shoot, I charge three to five thousand dollars. Right, and how many of those custom shoots have you done? About I've done a few. Right, I've done a few. Mm-hmm. And then, but you still do? Do you still go down to Art Basel when it's there, or like where where are you at right now? Is it more about so, the merchandise? Is it still yeah, are you still I'm exhibiting doing, your artwork? I'm doing half and half. So I just wrapped up an exhibit at Art Winwood in Miami, mm-hmm. um, and I sold a print to a lovely couple from Oklahoma. That's the other weird thing is. The people that buy my art are older white people. <laughs> right. I think those are the people with the cash. Don't you think those are the people that, that have like the, the extra cash? cash. Yeah. They're the people that every yeah, they're, they're sure. the people that are buying everyone's they're art. Art collectors. Yeah, yeah, I think any artist that sells stuff would say that same shit, right? What about yeah. any celebrities? No celebrity dicks. No celebrities have bought my work. Right. Okay. Um, I don't really want to shoot celebrity dicks. No, I thought I, I went to, to buy it. Like if they ever bought no, it. No, not right, yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Not yet. I, I'd love to sell some to them. Yeah, you never know. I mean, like your stuff is so out there. I mean, look how much has come to you just by like, you know, you being doing what you did and having your website out there and then going viral and then doing your exhibit. And, you know, one person, you never know who sees it and wants it. I mean, that could happen five yeah. years from now. You know what I mean? You just never know. Right. It's just like totally the same thing with me doing my podcast. I don't know who's listening, who's, you know, it's with the Internet and stuff. It's just like and especially you're going to these trade shows. So that could happen, you know, for sure. I totally believe in just keep doing what you're doing, even on the days where it doesn't seem like it's going to be successful. And don't take no for an answer. And somebody will come along that will love your work and connect you to the next person who's going to get you further ahead. Right. If you're not doing your work, you're not going to meet those people and you're not going to progress. Right. And now let me ask you this. Are you still in advertising? Is this what you do full time now or is this still a side thing? No, this is what I do full time. I haven't been in advertising since like four years ago. Right. And now how much do you make about a year like from this business that you started for yourself? I mean, like the the very first year I probably made like 40 grand. Uh Uh-huh. The second year, like a little bit more, you know, and now a little bit more than that. So yeah, it that, just kind of grows every year. Yeah, that's great. And you still go yeah. to these trade shows. And I mean, because it could just I still do my shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just snowballs into different things. And is it mostly now the merchandise? Do you sell a lot of your merch? And where could people find all this stuff? So people can 
take take a look at the merchandise and buy it on my website. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of getting it all on Amazon and Etsy, mm-hmm. and I'm wholesaling. So Bachelorette.com just bought some stuff from me. Oh, smart! Um, uh-huh. I'm looking at doing a trade show, like a manufacturer's trade show in Berlin. There's another one in LA. Oh yeah, the and whole so, Bachelorette thing is so big with dicks. It's all about penises. It's penis it's everything. It's all about dicks. Yeah, that's yeah. that's and I think it's, if I was a middle-aged gay dude from Berlin, uh-huh. I don't think this thing would have gotten as much power as it does because I'm Iranian and I'm a mom and a wife and you know, mm-hmm. that makes it more interesting. Right, because of your backstory. And so you yeah. did you go out there and do like a lot of interviews? And I mean, so I, I was assuming if you put your face out there, right? It wasn't like, because like on my podcast, I use a fake name, right? And nobody knows yeah. who I am because I just like, and really just started because I thought my podcast was going to suck and I was just wanting to do a call and advice show because I like to give people advice and talk to my friends about them. And it just turned into this whole <laughs> thing. Kind of like what you did. <laughs> like I didn't realize it was going to be all about this and the topics that I have on my show. And then I was like, oh, good thing I did keep my name out of it. And I didn't tell anyone I was doing it because like I said, I just was so embarrassed that I was doing it. I thought it was going to be really terrible. And I didn't even know. I just thought it was going to be regular people calling in with problems. And that's why I posted on Craigslist because I was so afraid I didn't I didn't have any place else to put an ad I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing and then so I use that fake name right but I've never put a picture of anything because I'm like if I put it then people right. will know right but you p- do put your picture out I mean you have your picture yeah, on I mean, your I've website done, so people must kind of know who you are I mean right I mean even though you I use mean, a fake really name nobody really recognizes me no I mean no like walking around the streets in New York nobody recognizes me and like I rolled up seven months pregnant to Playboy TV and did an interview oh really yeah. So people could, <laughs> ch- these are all things it. people could check out. Is that online for people to check out? When did you do that? Yeah, it's on, in my video tab. Um, it was December. Like two years. Well, December I know your babies too, because yeah. we talked a little bit before we started yeah. taping. Yeah. So you, and so you were seven months pregnant, you and got interviewed for Playboy TV. So all this stuff came to you when you were like out there doing all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's so great. And it's such a great story. Well, it's what was fascinating about it is that Esquire, Playboy, all these male audience publications reached out wanting to interview me because they felt like I was putting the dick back on the map and they wanted to celebrate me, a dick artist, like he's a dick fan. And then I have on the other side, you know, women's health and all these like super female audience stuff where they were like, I love this feminist artist doing this thing. And so I was like, wow, look at us all united. Who would have thought dicks and costumes would do that? <laughs> yeah, right? It wasn't really, I mean, did you go into it with that kind of intent? Really? But you seem like because I'm, you're always into like all these charities and you're always sort of giving back that, like you did always have sort of a mind for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like yeah, a joke I, kind of thing you were doing, right? I mean, it no, was a little bit I more thought to, out. Yeah, for sure it was thought out. And my my goal was, to make women laugh and feel a little bit more comfortable about sex and sexuality and getting dick pics. That was my initial thought. Uh-huh. And then everything else sort of came afterwards. Right, exactly. And I, I am a dick fan, and I think dicks should be celebrated, and I wanted to raise the bar on dick pics and show men how to do it. If you're going to send a dick pic, throw a hat on it, at least make her laugh. Oh, my God, if somebody sent me that, I, th- I it would be even more, I think I would I would be like, even, I would definitely be, it would definitely be easy to avoid the 
sexting that that person wanted to do it because I could just start asking them questions about the hat and shit. I don't know. But I mean, I don't. Exactly. But don't you think, though, that if when guys are sending it, they're, it's like an intro to have sex. Like, I don't think that they're, I think because you're a woman and you see it one way, like I think guys see their dick very differently. I don't think any guy wants to send a dick pic with a hat on. Maybe do gay guys, but see, gay guys would be the perfect people to ask about that, right? I mean, you said when they send it, they are more thoughtful about it and they do put more into it. I mean, do they dress it up? No, and like the cutesy dress up thing is probably more of like a female perspective. Yeah, totally. gay guys are like, show me that cock yeah that no one wants an outfit on it when it comes to you know when they're hard throw in an (laughs) asshole pick too (laughs) right right but exactly but i think that it's great that you did it because it starts the conversation going right and i mean that's what art is always about right and then all these things and people take out of it what they do right and that's great right things like these magazines came to you for are two totally different sort of views of things right the male view the female view yeah. they want to interview for, and these are all things maybe you didn't think of before but that's what they're getting out of what you sort of put out there so i think it's interesting you take everyone could take something different from it right and think about it i mean to me if i got a dick i don't like dick pics i don't really get it really I, it doesn't really turn me on like once in a blue moon when he sent me something when i was having sex with him i was like oh that does look really big and hard and like now i'm horny but like you're in fucking another country i don't know i was just not that into it personally but i yeah um you know and i don't know many women that are but I know a lot of guys like look at the did was the whole Anthony Weiner thing going on when you were coming out with all this stuff it must have been yeah yeah totally and like that guy's obsessed even though he got books he did it again and again he just wanted to show people his dick and there's a difference between you know sending a throbbing dick pic next to a tv remote to somebody you don't know or somebody who's never seen your dick versus you're in a long distance relationship. No, and totally. You really your lover, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, totally. That's why it ma- it's photos and text. That's why it's bizarre to me that you would get them from guys that you met online, like just dating, just regular guys, like or after a date or before you even met them, like before you had sex with them. Like they're sending that. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think it's a really nice, quick way for them to gauge where you stand. So if. Like, I realized that guy was looking to hook up, and, like, yeah. we had a nice date, and I didn't kiss him. Right. And so he wanted to let me know where he stands, and he doesn't want to stretch a lot of dinner dates before, you know, we have sex. So he wanted to be like, let me let her know what, what's up, and let's see what she's into. And what would you respond so, back to that? No thanks? Not interested? Did you ever have sex with one I of those like, guys? was like, wow, too soon. Too soon, <laughs> bro. And, like, right? didn't talk to him again. Exactly. I think it's a little, I I don't know. I think it's more than that. And I think I should listen to, especially because it's holding me to that. Like, I think that's like um, someone that doesn't lack sort of the proper boundaries. Like you said, there's a big difference between someone that you have been intimate with and you've seen what they have in their package and they send it to you, you know, than somebody that you never have that sends it. That's like someone that's pushing your boundary and doing, and that's like, there's something wrong. I think that's a little nuts and a little bit of a red flag. 101. 
Dick Pick 101 is the timing of Dick Picks. Yeah, Make it's sure no the diff- person has seen it. Yeah, it's no different than if you went out with a girl and she, she gets home and she's sending you pictures of her tits. Like, you know, if that girl was my friend, I'd be like, something's wrong. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's like, you have boundary issues. Like, this is like, you're just a little mentally not stable. You know what I mean? And I think any guy that does that, unless they're, you know, maybe sometimes guys are drunk or something, but anyone that does it, they have a little bit of an issue. That's like a little weird to be sending it's a girl that you've never... What? It's a red flag all around. Like something's definitely off. Oh yeah, totally. That I, like for some girl that you just met on a, uh, I don't know many girls that would be like, oh yeah, come over, baby. Like I don't care what it looks like, how big it is, like whatever. You know, it's a little weird, but it's what goes on. You know, and if you got many of them and all your friends did, it must be like, it's like some fucking rampant thing out there, which is bizarre to me because I don't really like yeah. to date. Even when I'm single, like I hate dating. So it's not, I don't put myself out there like that. I just meet somebody and then I date them like, you know, but I don't really yeah. do that whole thing. Um, so I don't know as uh, what's going on, but I think that, you know, if some guy's out there doing that, that like you shouldn't, there is a dick pic timing thing and it should be after your interview with somebody. It's not going to get the yeah. girl, right? But look how much yeah. you got out of dick pics. I mean, you're really the, you know, <laughs> the envy of any guy that's sending them out all the time because you did the ultimate thing. You're making a lot of money from these dick pics or other dicks are not your own. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's probably the same. The people that are buying my stuff are the same women that get dick pics and hate it. Right. And so girlfriends buy, you know, by each other and like there's a lot of people that buy calendars for their moms for Christmas right because it's a joke because they're they're making like because of like they've been talking about it and it's like some like yeah right it's just a way to make some sense like because maybe we'll never understand why it is but like if you could laugh like you say about this or people you know and then you could just like forget about it because it's like what the fuck I've always wanted like I've I've put the shout out on my podcast before to have like somebody that really is into sending dick pics to come on to my show and talk about it because my friend sort of doesn't realize how deep into it he is even if I sort of try to talk to him about it but he knows me but I feel like if yeah. someone calls my show and I don't know who they are that's how I like to do my show they could sort of really give us a little insight into the mind of these kind of guys because it's it is fascinating to me but it's also fascinating if, like what was in your mind and what came out of it uh and it is your business and people should check it out it's called dicture.com d-i-c-t-u-r-e.com right and people yeah. should Google all about you, right? Because they could see this Playboy interview of you. They could, ch- right? Do you have yeah, other things out there that people tab. could? Yes. I have a whole video tab that shows all my interviews. I did this Times Square thing with this German company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, there's a lot of fun stuff on my website. And there's a ton of articles. There's a press tab on my mm-hmm. on my site as well. And if you just Google Dixture or Soraya Dubas, you'll come across so much stuff. Okay, so everyone should do that. And I'll put your website in my intro and as well as into, you know, when I write it out for the show. It's like, it's funny because I'm like the person that has people on my show and I don't really, like I said, I like to get on and not know anything. So I do, I do the opposite of what people are supposed to do. Like I don't look on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, like, as you're telling me this because I'm still on your website, I'm like, oh yeah, here are all the videos. And here, like, why am I doing <laughs> Here's all this stuff. I'm like a moron. But that's the way I run my show. If I knew all this stuff, it'd be, great. it would be hard for me because I'm so not like an, I don't know, I could never do the, oh, like know something ahead of time and then like give 
give the intro into the question and I it's just not I'm not good at that. So your natural curiosity and like us just being a couple of girlfriends chatting over coffee. Exactly. You know, that's what the field like yeah, and then you never know where it goes, you know, and it's just like more interesting to me. It's like more free and and, and it's easier for me to do it. But yeah, everything that you want to know about you <laughs> and more because I only, I always do my podcasts are about an hour long and we're on an hour. So I'm going to wrap it up. But like now that, you know, they could learn a lot about you a lot more than what we talk about by going to your website. Everything's there. The, the dick pics that you did with the dress ups, the photo mosaics that you you sold and sell your shop right all the press like you said what about this contest is that still on yeah the contest is continuous and i asked people for dick names for the pictures for the new pictures i'm going to release oh inch oh because you have these are these the new ones that are coming out is this like the most current thing that's going on the new ones Mm -hmm. yeah the new ones i'm working with and what's the prize what do they get i'm trying to look they get a picture prize pack so I'll put together a basket of like all of my stuff and mm-hmm. send it. And please feel free to send me your address so I could send you a calendar and some merchandise. Okay, awesome. And I'll send uh, and I'll take pictures of it and post it on my stuff. Like I'll, I'll do a, a I'll tweet it or some shit like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that would be amazing. I will. Thanks so much for coming on. Like, let me just tell you when that guy emailed me like, oh, I sent emails. I was like pissed off at him. I have to say, because I'm like, what are you emailing people? Like, that's not how I run my show. But you were really interesting <laughs> to have on because I think not just because of what you did, but I love people that sort of have an idea and go for it and do it. Like you're like an entrepreneur. I think that I love Shark Tank, yeah, that show, I, you know, like I watch it because I think that's I like, hope to be on Shark Tank someday. I was thinking of that. I think it's, <laughs> do you think you could do it? Cause of the, you know, I don't know. I don't know if NBC would allow that. Yeah, I don't think so, but it's too bad because this is like the, the this would be like a really interesting story. Like I, I, it would I love, a great episode. yeah, but I like things like this. I like people who like go after what they want. And like, like you said, don't stop at no and sort of have the follow through to really take their thing to fruition to the point where they're like, like, you know, they monetize it and that's what you did. And I think that that's great. That's a success story, right? A huge, like Thank big so time. Much. And it's also something that I think you give back because like you do a lot for these causes. I think you really should do the thing for Black Lives Matters. Um, so you're, you're, d- I definitely want to, and I'm going to have a fundraiser to kick off pride week with a bow tie party to raise money for the Trevor project. Because I see, that's amazing. You could tie this into so many things. Do that, do yeah. it for the black lives matters too. I really think you should. I will. I, I think I will. All right. Well, keep me posted. I'm going to send you, Thank I'll email you, so you my address and thanks so much for coming on the show. I have to thank, thank that guy you. that I got mad at for sending you the email. For sure. <laughs> for for sure. We'll both it was, email him. All right, cool. All right, thanks so much. Talk to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone. Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.